Hello, welcome to episode 49 of Married on the Mic. How are you, Rick? Doing well. How are you doing, Dana? I'm doing all right. Um, this episode's a bit late because we didn't end up recording last night. We usually try to record on Monday and then have it out on Tuesday. Here it is Tuesday night and we're just getting to it. Yeah, I think we're going to shoot for Wednesday releases now. Yeah, because Monday nights there's some stuff going on that's going to make it a little challenging. So, and, and then it'll be something that starts coming up on Tuesday nights and then we'll have to push it to Thursday. But the point is that I think we've done a good job. We've done, I think this is our fifth episode. Is lately. it? Yeah, I'm not even sure. Fourth or fifth? All right. Well, it's we're having a good run here, okay? <laughs> So, yeah, a little a uh, little disappointed about the uh, feedback, though. I know we haven't really had too many comments, questions, you know, all that. So is that a good thing or a bad thing? I would think that's a bad thing. Yeah, because I feel like maybe it's not compelling enough. Maybe we need to go back to bickering over <laughs> random stuff. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I anyways. People are listening, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, we're getting the listens, so, you know. And we, it's pretty neat that you can see, like, where they're listening from, right? Yeah, I can. Yeah, so it's cool. Like, Riverview pops up with, like, lots of listens, and then there's a lot of people in, um, a lot of people in you know, Northern Virginia that listen, because we have some friends there and people in Montgomery County who still listen. And if your IP address is one, two. <laughs> yeah, you're a stalker. Um, no, but it is kind of cool to look. And then I talk about it on some of the radio stations that I'm on, the iHeart stations. And so I'll see um, different places come up. And it's like, oh, all right, well, they must be listening in upstate New York. And now they found the podcast. So that's kind of cool. And that new fan in Sarasota, we appreciate you. Yeah, there is. We keep getting somebody popping up in Sarasota. And we, I mean, I don't know who it is, but it's kind of cool. So anyway, thank you so much for listening. Um, if you have comments, please make them. Even if it's a uh, constructive criticism. Yeah, we would like to hear all that too. Like. You know, as long as it's nice and not like you suck. Yeah, you guys are terrible. This is the worst podcast ever. But I think those people, they just, they don't bother hating. They just don't listen again, which is fine by me. You know, we're not for everybody. So tonight we want to talk about a couple of things. But first, we went to see Garth Brooks on Saturday. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun too. Now, this was like, I feel like it was kind of like a bucket list thing for you, right? Well, yeah, I've been wanting to see him for a long time, and it just never panned out. And there was a couple times we had the chance to go see him, and it, you didn't want to, or we didn't for some reason. When? Dude, he was in D.C. Like, I would mention, I'd be like, oh, he's coming to town. And you'd be like, that's the last thing I want to do, or whatever. Oh, yeah, I'm kind of a jerk like that. <laughs> and then, so yeah, so he's in Orlando, so it's a little bit of a hike for us. But uh, yeah, I've just always heard he's a great performer, and I've always wanted to go see him, and so we went and well, it's funny because my friends were like, dude, I know you've gone to see him before. And I was like, no, I haven't. So. Oh, they just assumed. Right. Just such and a fan. That I know. Definitely or that him. I've been with them or whatever. And what's funny is uh, one of my uh, college buddies, I had seen his wife's, her Instagram or whatever, and they had gone too. Oh. And he's not a fan at all. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, it's not that I'm, I wouldn't say that I like don't like Garth Brooks. I'm just not, I've never been a huge country music person and I don't really know a lot of his music. So it wouldn't have been, you know, it wouldn't have been a concert that I was like, oh, we have to go. But 
I know you really wanted to go, and I appreciate that he's a pretty awesome country artist. I mean, one of the top selling, I think, isn't he one of the top selling artists of all time or something? Like he's big. Yeah. He's one of the wealthiest people in music. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I had a CD in high school. He was probably, cause he wasn't as country as other countries. So right. that's how I got started into country, I guess. And I'm not super country either. So. Right. Um, well, and of course everybody knows I've got friends in low places and I remember that song in college. I lived on 4th Hastings, like that was my floor. And so when we would go to the fraternity parties and that song would come on, like me and all the people on my floor would be like, I got friends in 4th Hastings. Like that was our thing to that song. (laughs) What? No, that's a good story. Good story. (laughs) Right? It is a good story. That's how I know that song. And that's what I was thinking of when when we were at the concert. Yeah, no, everybody knows that song. He even made that comment like, wouldn't it be cool if you had a song that everybody knows the words to? And then he's saying. Yeah, and he's like, and I, I did it. Um, and he said something about like how I'm not trying to brag or anything. Like it was sweet. It was cute. And you can tell, like there was one point in the show where, um, there was a little girl who was in a wheelchair and the crowd and she was holding up a sign and it said something about wanting a hug from him. And he went down and you know, like what? I don't know. I thought it was a little cheese, but yeah, I went with it. Yeah. Well, of course I think it's a little cheese and I mean, we've never seen him before, so we don't know, but I'm assuming he probably does stuff like that at all of his shows. And then the thing where people would hold up the sign and he would do the song. Right. I do think though, what, what's no, I'm just such a skeptic. Like, cause a couple of the signs were like the same signs and it's like, do they pass out those signs? This is how my mind works. So I was like, do they p- pass out those signs to like people be like, are you sitting in this section? Okay. Can you, can you hold this sign? And when it comes time for signs, can you hold it up? You know? Right. Well, what was the James Taylor song that he did? Because this is where I'm with you on, it's gotta be pre-planned. Somebody was holding up a sign for, um, a James Taylor song. It's not Build Me Up Buttercup, but it's something no, like that. And it's, it's not like, Fire and Rain. How sweet it is to be right, loved by yeah. you. And so, yeah, a girl was holding up a sign that said, How sweet it is, dash JT. And he, like, made fun of her. Like, you came all the way here to hold up a sign to ask me to play somebody else's song. And then they decided to play it. But it's like, all of a sudden, they just went into it, like like, just instantly... And it was like right on cue. And I'm like, that had to have been pre-planned that they were going to, that they were going to play that James Taylor song. So to a certain point, I think it is definitely planned in advance. Yeah. But it was super awesome. And uh, yeah, I got a little emotional. And uh, what's funny is Drew Garabo, I missed it. Can I say Drew Garabo? Oh yeah, you can. Drew Garabo. Uh, yeah. Drew, Drew Garabo is on a radio station here in Tampa. We're big fans of his. He does work for a competing company at this point because I work for iHeart, but we're all friends here. So yeah, we're big fans of his. So I missed the segment, but it was something about getting emotional and crying at Garth Brooks, and then somebody called in and was like. They're like, did you cry? And he's like, yeah, I cried too. And it was so funny. He was, so Drew was there? I don't know if it was Drew. No, uh, John was there, but okay. I don't know who cried. I missed it. I just caught the tail end of it. And and it was funny because I was about to call you, but then if I call you, anyways. So I was about to call you and let you know, but then it, it ended. So, um, but yeah, something about somebody cried, I guess. Uh, yeah, no, it was, I don't know. It was, I guess I was just overwhelmed with emotions. Right. Well, they were love songs. I mean, he played a couple of love songs in a row. So that's when you. Right. And I think it just brought me back to 
like high school and college and like i don't know it's just a lot of good memories and everything just the whole shebang of so you weren't crying so you weren't crying because of how much you love me oh yeah and that too (laughs) well you did like put your arm around me and whatever we were swaying back and forth which may or may not be the reason why my back hurt the next day um but anyway it yeah no he was definitely he was definitely crying like and i wasn't looking at him but i could like you know like see out of the corner of my eye that he was like wiping his tears away and whatever dude softy yeah um yeah, it was. It's funny to me though because sometimes I feel like you're just not very emotional about a lot of things, but then certain things like a Garth Brooks concert will bring you to tears. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it was just I don't know. It was like yeah, something I've always wanted to do, and then like watching him perform and like the whole thing. It was just uh, you became it overwhelmed. Caught, caught, caught me in the feels. Yeah. So, no, it was a really good show. Um, I had a good time. I'm glad we went. It was a little bit stressful for me because it was two and a half hours away and I don't like long drives. And then we kind of parked in like a sketchy area too. We didn't even pay for parking. Yeah, I do. That's, I don't know. I feel weird about that, but. Well, you didn't plan ahead to buy, like now you can, you know, reserve your parking online. And you were like, oh, we'll just do it on the car, in the car, on our phones, on the way there. And so, you know, we're about an hour away and he's like, all right, why don't you get on your phone now and try to get us some parking? And every single place to park was like no reservations left. And then we finally get to an exit and the big like flashing sign says parking sold out. And we were like, "Uh uh-oh. Yeah, it was all the like event parking was sold out. Not like the the mom and pop places or the businesses around there but all the main like the stadiums parking which happens so i don't know i'm used to tampa stadium where i know i know i can park here at this bank or i know these people always have parking in their front yards so that's what i was banking on and it ended up working out we actually parked on like some public land and these people there were trying to get people to pay and i think most people paid but I was like, I don't feel like I should have to pay them. It's not their land. Yeah, there was no take a ticket. There was nobody actually really like collecting the money. Like there was no system down. So we just parked the car and we're like, where do you pay? And you were like, I don't think we have to. Yeah, and we just I'm, walked away. And then I was like, okay, I hope our car is in one piece when we get back. Yeah. Because then as we're walking to the stadium, we see all these other signs that say like secured lot, like lighted lot, like, you know, like their big selling point was like your car is safe with us. So I was like, oh, we parked in an alley, but it all worked out. Yep. All right. So that's 12 minutes. You think think <laughs> they've had their Garth Brooksville? Yeah, probably. Um, so the next thing that we had planned on talking about, which I don't know if you still want to go with this or not, was... Um, One of the things we talked about with our therapist, um, I mean, it's been a little while now, but was how we take care of each other when we're sick. And then also just who takes care of what as far as like household responsibilities, which I don't know if that's a good thing to get into because we had in, in our therapy session earlier today, things got very tense, triggered. It was not a good... It was not a good time. So I feel like we may want to just table that discussion for when we're feeling a little less, um, you know, 
when hot about it. Yeah, when there's more uh, money in the bank. Yeah, more money in the bank. D- do you want to explain what the money in the bank thing means? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, some people say, you know, water in the jar or whatever. Or, you know, like you have to make deposits into your emotional bank account with each other. And, the you know, if there's enough money, if there's, if it's full enough, then little things can just slide, you know, slide off or whatever. I feel like I'm splurging all over. No, I mean, no, you're, you're doing all a right. good job. So anyway, so then... So, you know, but if, but if your bank account's low, then you're going to feel every little thing feels like it's, it costs a lot of money. And basically, so then you start to get at each other's throats or get like, get onto each other more. And like, it's just not a good, pleasant feeling. So we have to build our emotional bank account back because we made a big withdrawal today. (laughs) Yes. Or over the last couple of days. And I'm planning on making it a big deposit. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Well, I mean, the garage did get clean today, so that makes me happy. We finally tackled the garage. Yeah. And it didn't take that long. Like what a solid, like 45 minutes of just. Right. Well, I was out there for a while going through stuff, but the basic moving the heaps of crap around to at least make a path and get things a little bit organized. Yeah, we've got a big garage sale coming up this weekend. Yeah, the big community garage sale, which I'm excited about because we got a lot of stuff to get rid of. Um, So that was a big thing for me because the garage situation really stresses me out. Um, And it was actually kind of a thing that we talked about when we moved back was that I said, I don't want the garage to become this pit of just hoarding heap of garbage. Like I just can't deal. (laughs) And so we did have an agreement and we bought shelves and started organizing and then kind of just stopped. Then we had this garage sale coming up and people started giving us a bunch of stuff. And then it just got pretty crazy out there. But I think it's manageable now. Um, so anyway, so yeah, the uh, bank account, the emotional bank account, you got to make <laughs> right. more deposits and uh, less withdrawals. And it's not just about, you know, your married couple. It's pretty much for every, like, people that you interact with. You know, you have to build that trust, build that that connection before you can start making withdrawals. And if you start off on the wrong foot, then it's, it's hard to uh, build that back up. Right. Yeah, that is very true. Well, and as far as the emotional bank account thing, I think also we started to talk about this a little bit in the last episode, but we didn't elaborate too much is the repairs, like the apologies and stuff like that, that we're supposed to do with each other. And I feel like we're still needing to work on that some. Yeah, we're just not good at it. And you actually posted a funny like meme video or whatever it is. Oh, yeah. Where the guy was like, <laughs> hey, how's the fridge doing? Is yeah. uh, that refrigerator still in the <laughs> yeah, It's no, still that, in the kitchen? Yeah, no, it was it was it was on. I don't know if it was reels or TikTok, but I posted it on the Married on the Mic Facebook page. And it's a. It's a guy just sitting like on the porch and it says, um, you know, the text says, you know, married people don't apologize or married people when they're mad at each other, just find something else to talk about, to break the silence or something. And then the wife walks by and the guy goes, "Uh, is the stove still in the kitchen? something like that and it's like so i'm i feel like i'm never the one like i will just continue to be silent i don't think i'm ever the one to really like break that ice like you'll do it like or you would sometimes you would call me and you would just you would if you were in the car with rocco you would call but then 
you'd be like, say hi to mommy. Or like Rocco would just talk like you would make him make him do it. <laughs> like, right. Um, yeah. Or you would just be like, you know, can I have some of that if I made dinner or yeah, I'm trying to think what else. Or you would just pick up like call me like as if nothing had happened. Yeah. So anyway, so that's the way not to do it. Right. <laughs> and then the proper way is, and this is what, yeah, we struggle with it. Like you're supposed to talk about whatever happened and whatever the incident was and have a nice eye to eye conversation and go all the way through it. And then, you know, say your sorries or, and you can agree to disagree and you, that's where the differences come in and, and that's that, but you've got to get to the bottom of it or it's basically like just a slow, you know, if you want to go back to the bank, it's just a slow withdrawal of a constant, your money's just being drained out by late payment fees or whatever. Like, <laughs> right. And it's just, you know, as and, and then the next time, the next time you run the red light, you get hit harder, you know, than rather than, you know, just paying the fine up front and then moving on. Right. Yeah. I think actually that's a really good analogy. Yeah. Thanks. Dr. Rick. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh. I've learned no with the coaching of the kids. That was that was a whirlwind, but uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll save that for another episode. What do you mean the coaching of the kids? Well, I came up with like the kids were not listening the other day in the game, and I was like, I don't know if I told you about it, but it was like at halftime. I'm like, guys, it's like you're trying to play your video game, and your parents keep interrupting you, or your brothers or sisters are interrupting you, and say, go do this or go do that. I said. I said, that's what you guys are doing to us right now. Because the kids kept trying to coach from the sidelines. Oh, right. Oh, so you're, uh, for, at first I thought you were, you were talking about the kids at, um, the kids at the childcare, but you're talking about coaching Rocco's, Rocco's team, uh, flag football team, which we didn't, we haven't talked about that yet. Oh, so so anyways, we can talk about that. You can just delete that part. But yeah, anyway, no, so why would I delete that part? I was just getting into, so my analogy, so I've been trying to think of things in different ways and, and how to break it down. So, so yeah, so Back to the repair. So, yeah, we need to get better at saying, hey, Dana, um, I'd like to talk to you about uh, blah, blah, blah. Is now a good time? Right. Well, and I think we mentioned this in one of the other episodes that we had, um, what does she call it? An unfortunate incident or something? Right. Or, <laughs> or she calls it a backslide or... Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, oh, you had an unfortunate incident. Yeah. So tell me about the repair. Or a regrettable incident. Regrettable. Or, I think right. that's what it is. And so, but right before we were going to meet with her, um, Rick said that he wanted to talk to me. And I was expecting an apology. And instead, he wanted to have like an initiator conversation with me so that he could express like why he was upset. Um, and so... And I think he was then expecting me to be kind of on the side of the person that needed to apologize. And so I was just like, I was expecting an apology. And I think we both do that to each other where we both feel like the other person is the one that's supposed to be saying they're sorry. Right. So basically the initiator, we have to break, we have to get the cards out and we have to be better initiator inquirers and then like go over the rules and then talk about it. And it's sounds stupid, sounds silly and stuff, but it's, I think it's what's needed until we get good at it. And then if you follow it, then kind of, you know, the inquirer can apologize if they feel the need to, and then you switch sides, you know, and then you can say, okay. And you, you validate everything and you go through the whole process and then 
you can switch sides and then the initiator can say what they have to say and the inquirer asks their questions and does their part. And if you go all the way through it, I think it would be helpful and you can see both sides all the way through. I mean, that's ultimately how you want it to work. (laughs) But I do feel like we talked about in the last episode, empathy. And I do feel like sometimes we both lack the empathy that we need to have for each other because there are certain things that upset you that I think, oh my God, why does this even bother him? This shouldn't even be an issue. And then I feel like you feel the same way about certain things that bother me. Like, oh my gosh, why is she making a big deal out of this? And I think, and, and I think right now we're at a point where we have to figure out like where, how do we like manage the things that bother the other person that don't bother us? And how do we know like when is something where we should say something and when is, what are the things that we need to just learn to let it go because we don't want to upset because there's, we don't want to upset each other. You know what I mean? Like there have to be certain things that bother you about your partner that you just accept and let them go instead of feeling like you always need to say something. Right. But I also think if we had more of the eye to eye conversations about those things and then it can, then we can figure it out. But I think sometimes we don't get to see the whole side of where the other person's coming from and vice versa. And so then it's, then it's easier to either shrug things off or, um, yeah, defensive, defensive, right. Like it's like, Oh, but, but if we all, if we all knew, if we laid it all out on the table in the proper way, I think, you know, obviously it'd make things a lot easier, but it's very hard to do. And that's what our therapist actually said today is you guys need to work on your What'd she say? The emotional regulation. Right. I'm not getting dysregulated and the amygdala (laughs) part of the brain. And she actually brought um, up Will Smith in in this conversation and that he reacted from his amygdala and, you know, that front part. I thought it was the Abdullah Magna Gata or whatever. No, it's the amygdala. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. Yeah. But what's in Waterboy? I don't know. Because the book that I'm reading right now also talks about the amygdala and that part of your brain that is the fight or flight that controls like the, you know, when you react from that part of your brain, that's just the impulse where you just fight. Medulla oblongata. Yeah, no, that's not it. (laughs) It's the amygdala. That's what mama says. Um, But yeah, she went into how like there were all these other things. Will Smith could have taken Jada and walked out and that would have been fine. And Will Smith could have walked up to Chris Rock and whispered in his ear. That was hurtful. You know, like all the other possibilities besides going up there and like fake slapping him across the face. So. Yes. um, But yeah, I think, you know, in any relationship, you just get to a point where like you just butt heads or you want to be tit for tat because you feel like the other person is being a hypocrite and you know, like, well, why does this bother him when, when, when he does it too? And we both do that. Yeah. It's, it's trying to have the eye to eye without getting triggered while you're on the receiving end, the inquiring end. Yeah. Trying not to be defensive. Right. And then it's, yeah, it's super, it's, it's tough. Like we've been practicing for a year and it's still tough and um you know so but i definitely feel like it's helped me in my professional life and in other relationships so 
That's a plus. Right. Yeah. I feel like it's helped me and that I am definitely more aware of it. And I think that it's also helped me to become more compassionate towards other people and the way that they behave and not like judging and whatever. Like I try to think to myself, okay, what must be going on for this person that they're acting that way? And I think that also helps to not take things personally. Like if I'm on the receiving end of somebody else's BS, I can say, okay, well, they must be triggered by something. There's something going on with them and it's not about me. Yes. No, it's definitely, it's definitely helpful. Not saying that it still makes us perfect or anything, but right. Because today was really like, today was a bad scene. <laughs> like I was triggered. He was triggered. He was triggered last night by something I said. She was triggered last night by something I said. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I mean, it's, it has to be in every couple and everything. And it's, I mean, we're not alone in this. Right. And I think I think I have to get away from having this idea in my head that eventually it's going to be perfect or eventually we're not going to have these issues. Like, I feel like I'm waiting for the time when we can, like, get over this stuff. Oh, yeah. No, I think there's always going to be issues. It's dealing with the issues and accepting the issues. Not you don't have to agree with the issues, but you have to accept the differences and it is, you know, it is what it is. Like, um, yeah, I mean, you're always, there's no, there's no person out there that you're going to agree with a hundred percent of the time. Right. But I, I, I think, and I don't know if this is repeating what I said a few minutes ago. I think for me right now, there's certain things that I, that really bother me enough that I really don't want to have to deal with them anymore. And it's hard for me to understand why those certain things continue to happen. And I think there may be certain things that you feel about me that you're wondering why I'm not changing or fixing it. So how do we, how do like, you know what I mean? Like when you feel like there's something that you just, that it's that much of a stressor to you that you just shouldn't have to deal with it anymore. But the other person thinks that's just me. You just have to live with it. You should accept it. You know what I mean? Like, how do you navigate that? Because we can talk about issues, but then when something keeps happening, when you've already said, like, this is upsetting to me, I wish you wouldn't do that anymore. Like, at what point does the other person take it to heart and say, you know what? I really need to work on this. Right. Yeah. No, um, I'm not sure. Like, I guess having the eye to eye conversations and all the way through and hearing everything about it. Uh, I think that's the only thing, you know, it was just discussing things and then going from there. But yeah, I know there's certain things. Yeah. On both sides. And I would think, yeah, I would think that happens also for other people. I mean, right. And I mean, we're not talking like abuse or anything like that. We're talking, right. I mean, yeah, I'm talking (laughs) dirty laundry and and other things, you know, so it's kind of, I, yeah, yeah. I and mean, I, but I, I feel like we are lucky in that, you know what I mean? And, and, and so sometimes I feel like, why, why do we struggle so much when we're not like hitting each other? We're not, we don't have substance abuse issues. Like we don't have, nobody's cheating on each other. So we don't have those issues that so many people deal with. And yet we can't get past some of this really petty stuff. I think that says a lot about us. <laughs> I know. So part of the part of what Dana has complained about is my jokes. Because last week I probably would have said, 
I think that says a lot about you, you know, and just <laughs> joked about it and put it all on her. And then, but she said, and I've learned that she doesn't like that. So I can't even joke. So sorry, fans out there that like, <laughs> that like my jokes. That You you can joke. Like I, but, I can take a joke, but I feel like because of certain other things that happen between us and because of some things from, you know, my childhood and I'm reading a, I'm reading another book about childhood issues and how they impact your adult life. I think some of that triggers that, but I also think that maybe it's, it has to do with the bank account, filling up the bank account. And when, when you're just constantly making withdrawals of joke that are jokes at my expense, but there's not much being deposited, like, Oh my gosh, my wife is so amazing. Oh my gosh. I'm so proud of you. Oh my gosh, you did this, you know, and putting me up on a pedestal. Like it's a lot of jokes at my expense. And we talked about this in, in therapy last week that I, a lot of times I don't feel like there's a lot of excitement or like happiness or compliments for me besides like, Oh, you know, like tapping me on the ass or being like, Oh, you look good. Right. So anyway, so, so yeah, so I can't make those jokes anymore <laughs> about right, but like, teasing I, Dana. But, so I'm just, I was just but, letting the audience know. Right. I mean, when's the last time you've. But I think if we're going to be like vulnerable in this podcast, which I have been, I've cried and I've cried in our therapy sessions and stuff like that, that I think that it would be nice to feel or to get a little bit of that from you too, instead of it just always being a joke, because I think that the jokes tend to be a defense mechanism. And instead of being able to be vulnerable, there's jokes. Right. <laughs> and Rick is <laughs> shutting down. No, I mean, I don't even know what you want me to say to that. So, uh, I, I guess, I mean, okay. Back to you, Dana. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's all on me. Um, anyway, I feel like it's, it must be hard for people listening when we're, talking so vaguely about things. You know what I mean? I feel like sometimes that's difficult, but I think it's also becomes more relatable that way because I'm guessing that people listening are probably like, yeah, I deal with this too. Whether it's big things or little things like, yeah, there are certain things that we've talked about and I've said it over and over again and he just doesn't listen to me. And so I think I want us to get to do better when it comes to that. We're never going to be perfect but do better when it comes to that. Right. I think people just listen. I, uh, I don't know. I was going to make a joke, but I'll go ahead with it. Like people just listen to us to make them feel better about themselves. <laughs> about like, their own relationship. Like, dude, dude, we're nothing compared to these, <laughs> no, these crazy guys. Right. But I think sometimes we do that too. When we see people's, you know, Facebook posts or we hear about what's going on with people, you know, I mean, like, I think we'll, we'll do that too. Like, well, we thought we were wrapped up, you know? <laughs> Right. That's true. So, they, so we're just giving them free access to this. So. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't All know. Right. Well, yeah. Until well, next time. Uh, yeah. Our therapist is on vacation next week. So, so we may or may not be back. <laughs> yeah. If you don't hear from us for a while, but I will give Rick credit because today's session, like I said, was pretty, like it was pretty rough. It was very tense. And after it, like, he was like, can you talk? And I was like, uh-oh, I like it. Am I going to be able to deal with this? It's going to turn into a fight. And he actually just wanted to talk, talk about the garage situation that needed to be taken care of. But then he's like, 
um, he's like, you know, I, I don't know like where we go from here, but I just want you to know, like, I do love you and I do care about you. And I was like, okay, but that like made me feel better. So thank you for doing that. Yeah. You're welcome. Do not want me to put that on the podcast. Oh no, that's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, that's, you know, it's like whatever. I mean, not whatever, but it's, yeah, I don't know what to do sometimes and I'm sure other people don't either. And it's like, geez. Right. Um, all right. Well, I think we can wrap it up. And I know we got a little scatterbrained um, at some points being like, are we going to talk about this? Or are we going to talk about that? But I think this all just kind of happened today. So and I was a little hesitant, like, are we going to talk about what happened earlier today on the podcast? Or are we just going to leave that where it is and try to focus on something that happened two months ago? That's really not as, I guess, um, What's the word I'm like, uh, not intriguing, but like interesting, you know, and, and conflict. Um, right. I don't know. I'm at Anyways, a loss for words yeah. now. Yeah, it's time to go. <laughs> um, okay. Well, thank you for listening. Did you have something else to add? I don't think so. Uh, yeah. Tune in next week. We're, we've got to go out to dinner and like come up with, uh, refresh our stuff and yeah, get ready to go. We've run out of... Um, We've run out of topics. So if you have anything for us, if you have any ideas, let us know. And please, we love the feedback. If we get just a couple of comments from people, we feel like, okay, people are listening and they're paying attention. So we would love your feedback. Married on the mic. We're on Facebook and Instagram. And we will talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. Great to see you.